This is the Gang Life Redemption Podcast, and I am your host, Santiago Figueroa, an ex-gang member out of California. Today's topic is based on a question, and that question is, why does it take so long for gangsters to change? And as I kick this off, I want to jump into a story that I think can uh, work as an analogy or or metaphor as to uh, why it takes so long for gangsters to change their lives if they even do change their lives. So there was a man that lived in a large city. And this man, he was very accustomed to the fast lane. He grew up living in the fast lane. That's all he knew is to to hustle, to grind, um, and to make things happen, and to basically uh, do his own thing. And he was very independent. And... The downside of that is this this man became uh, he was very impatient and he was uh, very centered on like instant gratification, you know, growing up in this big city. Um, if he needed uh, a ride, you know, boom, he would call up a taxi. If, you know, he wanted to grab something to eat, he didn't even need to cook. He can just, uh, you know, order out real quick. And, um, you know, there was so many options for him to do that he can always keep himself enter- entertained and um, not really focus on on self-awareness or developing himself as a person. Well, he became very overwhelmed with his job and with his life living in this big city. He knew that he felt like he needed some type of change. Like he just needed to kind of get away from, you know, everything that was going on in his life. And at this time, he had got some advice and he was told to, uh, you know, take a vacation to you know, step away from his life and go take on a two-week vacation. And actually, a friend of his gave him a, a ticket to uh, the Amazon forest to go take a, a vacation in South America. And so he, he decided to take this offer. He didn't know what else to do. And then he thought about it. It was a good friend of his. And um, you know, his friend told him you know, that it was a good experience for himself. And, um, and he thought that, you know, it would help him to relieve some stress and to be able to refocus his life because it, it, it seemed like he was in a rut, like he wasn't going anywhere and he was just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And he didn't have any peace or contentment in his life. And, um, he was at, he was at the end of his, uh, his rope. So he took the ticket, you know, jumped on the plane and headed out to, you know, this, uh, this place in the Amazon where there's, uh, you know, free tours and, you know, groups of people get together and they go on these tours. And while, when he first got out there, yeah, he actually, he, he took all kinds of cameras too. He has cameras and, you know, all his gear, he's suited and booted. He has his, you know, safari hat or jungle hat on and, um, you know, his bug spray and he, this, he, he's super prepared, um, for whatever's, whatever's going to happen. And um, even in his hand that he's given a map and kind of, you know, given a little bit of a breakdown, but he doesn't really listen to the tour guide at all. He doesn't even listen to him. And he's already taking pictures while the bus is driving out to the site of where the, you know, the, the, the tour group is going to, you know, get out of the bus and, and take a walk and, you know, start taking a look at the nature and, and the Amazon forest. And when when he gets out there, the tour guide starts breaking down what to expect, what to look out for, 
um, and just kind of like the you know the 411 on on what what's going on in the Amazon forest. So he gets out there, and right away it's hot, sticky. You know, he starts to doubt why did I even come out here? This is supposed to bring you know help me refocus, but you know he's over here slapping mosquitoes. Book spray doesn't even work, and um, so he uh, you know he's taking pictures and he's looking for the animals. He doesn't see anything. He doesn't see anything. And he just hears the tour guide talking and talking. You know. And most of the people are get gathered around the tour guide listening, and but but not him. It, you know he's used to uh, you know doing his own thing, running his own thing, and he's walking around. He's looking for you know what what's expected to be seen. Um, he hears the tour guide talking about how there's uh, you know jaguars in the forest and uh, you know um, different types of birds and snakes and um, you know bugs and just you know all kinds of different types of things. There's uh, indigenous people markings you know that are there been there for you know thousands of years and um, he hears him talking about all this stuff but he's not seeing any of it and he begins to feel like he like he was uh bamboozled like he was kind of like uh like this is just it's it's a bunk it's it's a you know it's just a scam that's that's how he that's how he begins to feel because uh you know everything that he kind of hears the tour guide talking about, but he's not really listening at the same time. He just kind of, you know, certain things catch his attention. So he figures this tour guide doesn't know what he's talking about. If there's anything in this forest, he's going to find it on his own, you know, and he has the same kind of mentality from the city life. He's kind of taken that mentality into the jungle. And when he's in the jungle, he's taking pictures, he's looking around, he's running ahead. Um, he thinks that if he, you know, runs, if he runs or walks faster than everybody else, that he's going to find something quicker. And um, they're out there all day. They're out there all day. He's doing his own thing mostly all day. Well, he didn't really bring enough water. He's kind of dehydrated and um, hasn't been drinking water enough. And um, when he's out there, he begins to get really burnt out, really burnt out. And as he begins to get burnt out and he feels like he's just been, you know, really scammed and all this and, and really doubts why he came out and he sits down on a rock. And when he sits down on the rock, he's just really thinking about, you know, why did I, why did I listen to, you know, oh boy, you know, my friend and stuff. And, you know, uh, this isn't for me. And. You know, I, I should just be out there hustling right now. I should be back in, in the city. I should be back, you know, doing my thing and preparing for my next move. And when he's sitting on that rock, though, he sits down and he starts to take a drink. And um, the last little bit of the water that he has. And he looks up into the tree while he's drinking. And when he looks up, he sees a parrot. And it's like kind of like, you know, green parrot. It's kind of uh, kind of nestled in the the, the 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 tree leaves behind the branches, and it's just kind of sitting there. And it looks down at him, and he's like, "Oh wow!" And he's like, "It it it it, uh, it really stirs up something within him, and some excitement, you know, begins to spring up inside of him." He pulls his camera up, and you know, puts his water bottle down, 
and he takes, you know, he takes a couple of pictures and, you know, and he shouts, people don't know what he's talking about. They think that he's, you know, he's just doing his own thing. They know no one's really listening to him, but, um, he sees this parrot and, and it just, it kind of renews him a little bit. And he's like, uh, oh, wow, I didn't think there was anything out here at all. And, um, but it kind of, so it gets him up and he begins to look around a little more and, you know, he's, he begins to walk off, listens to the tour guide a little more. Um, and as he begins to, to, uh, you know, cause he's, he's fatigued and he's tired and now he's looking around with, uh, with that mindset that the fatigue, the tiredness is setting in, he's slowed down. He's got a sunburn already and he's, he's pretty burnt. He's been out there all day. And, um, and, and the, what he thought was a uh, sun, uh, screen, it, it was just another, uh, bug spray that didn't work. So he had two bug sprays. And, um, so he's, you know, he, he's having a hard time physically out there and he's just beat down. But as he, he's, you know, he's, he's walking a lot more slower and he's looking around, you know, a lot more, a lot more focused now. Um, he's tired. And instead of just being erratic, you know, and his eyes just darting all over the place, jumping around and, and, um, you know, kind of being frantic, he, uh, he really, uh, slows down. He really slows down. And as he slows down, and as the jungle takes its toll on him physically and mentally, he begins to see uh, a jaguar, like on like high up on a mountain, kind of walking on a cliff. It's not close enough to hurt him or anything, but but he sees it. He sees it. Oh, and it, at first he doubts himself, and he mentions something to the the tour guide and to the other people, and they confirm like, yeah, that's a that's a jaguar and they're known to be up, you know, by this waterfall and stuff. And we don't go that way. And, um, so we kind of go off this way, but, um, they can be seen up there often. And so he gets confirmation on what he's seen, that it's not an illusion. And, and then he begins to see other things too. Uh, snake starts to stand out and as they're walking more and they're They're going a little more in before they have to turn around. And, and then they hear, uh, they hear monkeys and, and he's the first one to actually see a monkey swinging in a tree. And other people are looking, they hear him, but they can't see him. And he's the first one to see it. But he's really beat down and he's really tired. He's really worn out. And as, as this happens and this takes place, he becomes really aware of himself and he becomes aware of the jungle and he becomes aware of what is going on around him. But it took the, the hardship. It took the, you know, the heat. It took the, the toil, the walking, the, you know, the fatigue to set in, in order for him to, to be able to, um, to begin to see these things. And he had to kind of let go of that mentality of that kind of that instant gratification, that city life that, you know, wanting something and, and, and getting it and immediately. And this is very similar to what I experienced when I started to come out of, you know, a, a gang mentality, a gangster mindset or, um, when I started to go down that path of gang life redemption. And when I got into the system, 
And when other individuals that are gangbanging get into the system, they're running 120 miles an hour usually. And that's how they get themselves, uh, you know, in a wreck. That's how they get themselves locked up is because they're living that fast lane. They're living that grind and that hustle mentality. They're living it out. And what happens is they end up finding themselves just like this man did. This guy, he found himself, you know, in the city, basically feeling like there was, you know, more to life. And, you know, he took this trip to the jungle and prison, California Youth Authority, Juvenile Hall, you know, this institutional type life that we end up living as gangsters is it's a jungle. It's a jungle. And if you spend enough time in it, and if you're really looking for, if you're really looking for, uh, for truth, uh, for a reality awareness, if you're really looking to find something more to life, the jungle, the prison system, uh, life itself is going to uh, make you slow down. You're going to slow down. You're going to get worn out. And um, just like that, that, that man that he, you know, he was running the jungle, he was running in the jungle, getting fatigued, not really taking care of himself. And another thing too, he wasn't listening to the tour guide. You know, there's so many people that are sent to us in life that are around us in life and they try to point us in the right direction and give us consejos and try to help us out. But because, you know, we've been hustling and grinding and we've been coming up, um, you know, as little you know, mafiosos or traviesos or whatever, and we've been making our own way, we don't really feel like we, we, we feel like we're smarter than them and we don't want to listen to them. Just like this individual, you know, coming out of the city, he thought this tour guy didn't know what he was talking about. This is some jungle guy. Like, what's he going to teach me? What's he going to tell me? And a lot of times we go into the prison system um, or just we continue to go into life, not not thinking that we know more than everyone else. But the truth is, is that if we really slow down and take the time to look around the answers to our questions and the truth about what it takes to be successful in life is really there. And that's that's one of the easiest ways that I can say is why it takes so long for gangsters to change. It's because, you know, we start off going about, you know, 120 miles per hour. And then because we start coming up because of our grind and our hustle, we think that we are, you know, more intelligent or smarter than the people around us. You know, we look at our parents, you know, who are, uh, you know, family members or, you know, whoever it is that's in our life. We, we see them going and doing a nine to five. And, you know, we think that, you know, that's not fun or that's not necessary or that it's uh, that, that it's not very appealing you know, getting an education, we think, you know, what's that for? I'm already making money. I'm already hustling and grinding. And the truth is, is that living in that fast lane, there is no contentment. There's no peace. And we're always going to find ourselves empty, feeling like there is more to life out there. That's, uh, that's been my experience. And even now that I'm older, I do. I see a lot of people that they're still running 120 miles an hour, and they haven't hit rock bottom. 
they they seem like they're, they're still trying to do it on their own. They're still trying to do it on their own. But if they would only slow down, slow down, and listen to, uh, you know, the direction of, you know, the tour guides that are around them, they would be able to, uh, you know, find truth and reality and, and the, you know, the keys and secrets to success. And because it's, they're not obvious, they're not obvious. And if, you know, if we, if we go through life erratically, you know, trying to, um, you know, have, uh, you know, instant success and find answers, answers and keys to success are like, they're like diamonds. They're like jewels and they can't be, they can't be, they're not just out in the open. You have to dig for them and you have to look with focus for them and you have to, uh, really slow down and pay attention to what's going on around you in order to, to find those solutions and those answers. And that's something that I'm still doing today as a father, um, you know, going to work and, and spirituality and, and personal growth and my education, going to college, it's, uh, it's all new and it may not be like the, the jungle that, you know, being institutionalized, but, you know, I guarantee you that the story that I just shared with you, when this man left the jungle with that experience and went back to the city, he had, he had a change. He changed, you know, his, he had a paradigm shift that as people would say, and now he's back in the city, you know, with, uh, with a new mindset, you know, now he's and and now, um, and he may still be living in the fast lane, but now he has a greater appreciation for life and he's not making the mistakes that he made in the fast lane before. And he's not making, you know, the, the bad decisions that he was making before that was making him feel, uh, you know, um, discontent and like he needed more in life. So one, so one of the biggest things is some people, some gang members, even ex-gang members, it takes, it just takes time. It takes time, a lot of time. And, and, and the biggest thing is, is they have to come to a point to where they they hit rock bottom. Unfortunately, that a lot of people that's that's what it takes. That's the only thing is when they hit rock bottom like like this man did in the jungle and he just was broken and then he began to uh, you know, see what was really around him. And that's what a lot of gang members they need. And um one of the one of the biggest things that I've seen happen even with myself is uh, in gang banging when I was and with my family members and friends or and homeboys is there's a, a lot often a lot of times because our family they love us and, and 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 friends and people care for us they end up enabling they end up enabling what we're doing and it drags out the process. And, um, I remember times when I would come around my family and, you know, I'd be strung out on meth and, um, or drinking heavily, you know, and I'd be drunk and, um, you know, just acting like a fool. And 
there's often times where they would, you know, allow me to be around like that. They would, or, or, you know, they would, uh, um, you know, give me some money to, to help me with my, my habit. And maybe they didn't know exactly what it was going to go for it. But, you know, the thing is, is, you know, at that time I was strung out and I'm drinking and, and I know they had good, they had good intentions, but it really wasn't until, you know, they put their foot down and said, you know, we can't be having you around like this anymore. That's where I really started to hit rock bottom. I really started to hit rock bottom. And, um, and I've shared this before and it wasn't until I was looking at life in prison so I ended up fighting a case. I was looking at life in prison just by myself for about a year. I fought it. And while I was looking at life in prison for something that was more of an accident, um, you know, because I was drunk when I did it, that, uh, that really, really pushed me to the edge and made me hit rock bottom. And a bunch of, there was other stuff involved too. Like, uh, you know, I became aware of like the, you know, the lies and the, you know, the, the misperceptions that I had as far as like, you know, what um, the gang was that I was in, the politics, what it was about. Those things were exposed to me and, um, and they played out right in front of, right in front of my eyes. And I realized that this is, this is all just a joke. It's a joke. It's an ideology. But it, but but they're not they don't really live up to it themselves, and a lot of stuff you know was going on. But once I hit rock bottom, my eyes began to open up, and I began to see what I needed to do with my life. And um, that's uh, that's what it takes. So I have my book, uh, the the path: Confessions of Redeeming the Time. And it gets into how my life slowly changed. If you want to grab that, uh, it's on Amazon. And if you know anybody that is incarcerated, I would love to send them a copy. If, you, if you're not able to send them a copy, just uh, um, uh, DM me their, their address, their name and their address. And you can hit me up on, on Twitter at GLRedemption. Or also on Facebook, um, on Gang Life Redemption. Um, or you can even go to my website, gangliferedemption.com. And I've been sending them out here and there. And the feedback that I've got has been really good. Um, the reason why I wrote the book is because I want people to know that they are not alone. And I want people to know that the process for change is not overnight. It's not overnight. And... And anybody can change. Anybody can change. And the, the the book is written for the the average gangster that has got caught up, you know, at a young age, been in and out of the system, and want and really wants to know if there's more to their life. If there's something, if there's something more to their life, just like that individual that I was talking about in this story, how he came out of the city life, the fast lane, went into the jungle, but he felt like there was, he felt like there was more. He was hoping that there was more to life. And that's why he took this trip. And, um, 
And then, you know, he began to, uh, to find out that there, that there was more to life. And that's, that's the same thing that has happened with myself. And I just want to be an encouragement to those people that have questions that are struggling. One of the biggest things that I still struggle with, and I don't know if it's from being institutionalized, but it's, uh, feeling like I'm totally alone on this path or on this road, less traveled. But the good thing about technology today is that, you know, as we look into the interwebs, we can see that there are people coming out of it and look in listening to everybody's stories and, and what's led them to come out of that gang mentality. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. It's encouraging because, because my story may not fit somebody exactly, but, and I think that the repetition that is needed like we we all we all have to share our story. We all have to share your, our story and encourage each other if we're going to be able to uh, help pull this generation out. It's not going to be one story. It's not just going to be my story or how I've changed my life or what I've learned and sharing those experiences. But I think it's going to have to be a um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a group effort, and that's why I have this podcast as well. And um, it's also not only on Apple, but the podcast is on Spotify and on Amazon, as well as uh, uh, this YouTube channel, Gang Life Redemption. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to hit me up. You can also email me at gangliferedemption at gmail.com. Any questions that you have, um, I'm more than happy to answer or help get the answer for you. Uh, later on, um, I'm in the process possibly of moving in the next uh, month or so, but I hope to bring on some good resources onto this podcast um, to help, uh, just to help provide tools and resources that can help on uh, this process of gang life redemption, um, not only for myself, but also for anybody that is listening. If you haven't already, subscribe if this has touched you and um or if you would like to continue to get updates on future uh topics so uh, god bless you and you have a great day